Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. California Governor Gavin Newsom and state leaders reached agreement on a budget this week, but it came at a cost to environmentalists. Newsom, a Democrat, fought for last-minute changes to the California Environmental Quality Act, the state's landmark environmental law, to streamline the energy infrastructure permitting process. It's the second straight year Newsom has taken on controversial environmental issues and won during budget negotiations. And as you know, permitting is one of the biggest and thorniest energy topics at the federal level as well. So today, Politico's Camille Von Canel on Gavin Newsom's permitting changes, the pushback, and parallels to federal permitting efforts. It's Friday, June 30th. So the law that we're talking about here is called the California Environmental Quality Act, or CEQA, and it's a law that requires environmental review for all development projects, whether it be water or housing or energy projects. And the law itself has been very polarized lately because people often use it as a tool to pause or delay projects. Various industries have been asking for changes to it for a long time. Newsom a few weeks ago held this big press conference in front of a energy project flanked by a bunch of union workers promoting his proposal to limit the review time for projects. And that would be achieved through these tweaks to this landmark environmental law. And he says he's pushing it because it would help develop renewable energy projects primarily that California really needs to reach its climate goals. And it's also a way for him to kind of cater to various industries that he thinks are important to future campaigns. And is he connecting this to action we've seen also in momentum at the federal level around the National Environmental Policy Act? We recently had changes, tweaks made there similarly in Congress. Is he making that connection? Yeah, he's making the connection to the Inflation Reduction Act and the billions in federal funding that will be available to states. He says that these changes are necessary to make California more competitive for that money. Interesting. And you report Newsom has been frequently taking on third rail environmental issues like this and winning. He's recently successfully extended the life of California's last remaining nuclear power plant. So how are environmentalists responding to seemingly losing influence with him? Yeah, what's funny is that we're seeing Newsom claiming environmental victories and saying he's an environmental governor. And yet kind of these old school environmentalist groups like the Sierra Club actually think he's quite terrible on the environment because he's doing things like extending the life of California's last nuclear power plant, as you mentioned, which has been a real focus of groups like the Sierra Club for a long time. So they're quite upset and they are concerned that this is a pattern that's going to happen and that's going to continue. Newsom has not always been very involved in lawmaking. And now we've seen two years in a row, he's come in last minute in the last month or so of negotiations and held up the budget almost as hostage over these environmental proposals. And environmentalists are concerned about round three or round four in coming years. 
Wow. And industry, though, seems to be downplaying the significance of the permitting changes, particularly when it comes to easing the build out of clean energy, which Newsom says he's trying to do. So what are project developers saying? Yeah, so what's funny is that these policy proposals and policy negotiations happened so quickly that people were kind of still parsing through what they were even after they were announced. And so some people think that the result of these policy changes won't actually be speeding of projects, which is what Newsom wants, because sure, the tweaks could potentially limit the time that a project is caught up in court cases, but there's a lot of other factors in play when it comes to project development. And so, you know, my colleagues and I talked to some project developers in water and in clean energy, and they said that these changes to CEQA are just kind of the start, and they would only provide marginal benefits to project timelines. Gotcha. Yeah, that seems similar to what we're hearing also at the federal level, the changes that were made. So, you report, you know, Newsom didn't get everything he wanted, though, in these budget negotiations. So what concessions did he end up making? Yeah, the main one is regards this project to funnel water from Northern California to Southern California, which has been in the works for now decades. It's been a priority of past governors. Newsom's been a little bit lukewarm about it, but his first proposal would have paved the way for this project called the Delta Conveyance Project to go through permitting just a tad quicker. And environmentalists, there's a very loud and passionate opposition to this project, both among lawmakers and among environmentalists. And Newsom ultimately agreed to drop that project from his list of projects that would be benefited by this new change. Now, lawmakers were annoyed that they weren't included in the development of these policy changes. So they worked really hard through various weekends to get at least a few changes to the language. A lot of them center around equity and guaranteeing that projects that benefit from these policy changes would provide community benefits to potentially disadvantaged communities that are would be negatively impacted by things like highway construction or even the construction of, of wind and solar farms. Also, on Thursday, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission issued a new order approving all remaining construction related to the Mountain Valley Pipeline, effectively clearing the final hurdles that the pipeline faces at the commission. The sweeping order gives the pipeline project, favored by Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia, the green light to move forward following the passage of the debt ceiling deal that required federal agencies to issue all necessary permits. The 303-mile natural gas pipeline will now be able to resume all construction, including through the Jefferson National Forest and all bodies of water and wetlands stretching across its path. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Norma Malaykel is the podcast producer. Alex Keeney and Annie Reese edited the podcast this week. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Josh Siegel, and a quick programming note. We'll be taking a break for the July 4th holiday, and we'll talk to you again on Wednesday, July 5th. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron is striving to lead the way in the energy transition. They're working to deploy carbon capture and producing renewable fuels. 
developing multiple solutions today while forging new paths to the future. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash energy in progress.